Everyone, welcome to Clearview Community Church. We are one church with multiple locations, with gatherings in Stainer, Cremor, Wasaga Beach, and Collingwood. If you'd like any information about any of our in-person gatherings and our locations, you can visit our website, clearviewcommunity.church. Now, at the time of this recording, Christmas is 10 days away. The anticipation is building, and I'm excited to spend time with my siblings, who I really don't see often enough. And I'm excited to read a book about a soccer team that used to be really good and isn't anymore. And I'm always excited for the Christmas Day brunch that my wife and I, we make together. At the same time, I don't want to pretend that Christmas is easy for everyone. For a friend who lives nearby, this will be the first Christmas in nearly 40 years She will spend it without her husband, who recently passed away. The Christmas season, it has a habit of itself, of of highlighting the joy-filled experiences and also making the painful ones glaringly obvious. It's a part of the human condition that we, we celebrate the great things, but we are alarmingly aware of the things that are not the way they should be or are meant to be. And as we walk through this Advent series titled Awaiting Jesus, I think about this connection that we are not the first people in human history to recognize that something needs to change. And whatever it is, it's going to take a divine and a mighty power to do so. This is exactly what Advent is all about. We anticipate and we wait the mighty intervention of God. The Advent season, during the weeks leading up to Christmas, is a time where we as a church put our minds back 2,000 years ago, and in our imaginations we picture the Israelite nation impatiently waiting for their Messiah. And on Christmas, in our minds, we place ourselves in the feet of those who realized that the baby in their midst was their Messiah deliverer, the one who would save our souls and establish the kingdom of God in a greater way than anybody imagined or expected. Advent leads us to anticipate and to wait impatiently for the fullness of the kingdom of God. It reminds us that while we live in a time that the kingdom of God enters this world in different ways, we are still waiting for its fullness, when there one day will be no more sorrow, sickness, or pain. And instead, there will be hope, love, joy, and peace. So today... A conversation about awaiting Jesus is centralized on peace, awaiting his peace. And what we're going to do is a word study. We'll establish the word translated as peace in our Bibles, and we'll take a look at how it's used in the Old Testament and then how it's used in the New Testament and and land the plane at what we think this means for us in Christmas 2022. Peace. English word, it has two meanings. First, it's a, a freedom from a disturbance. And second, it's a time frame where there's no war or where a war has ended. And these uses of peace are good, but the biblical understanding of this word of peace, it stretches far beyond this. There's more to it. Now, maybe you know this, or maybe you're learning it today, but your Bible, it's not written in English originally. It's mostly Hebrew and Greek. And in the ancient Hebrew and ancient Greek, they are complex and they are beautiful and poetic languages. And they paint word pictures so much better than the English language does. So looking at our ancient Hebrew word for peace, maybe you've heard this one before. It's the word shalom. When you see peace in your Old Testament, this is very likely the word. 
Now, shalom carries with it a ton of meanings. It implies a state of tranquility or a state of wholeness for the most part. But it's also used in the context of the presence of nonviolence or the presence of reconciliation and the presence of serenity or even a spiritual peace. Shalom carries with it the idea of being completed and to be whole. And when shalom is present, things are right. Now, in Greek, you get the, weird, the word irene. Now, when you see this word peace in the New Testament, this is very likely that word, irene. It commonly translates to the same thing as shalom. It's a message of peace. It's the presence of kindness and a relationship that has completeness. And combining the Greek and the Hebrew understandings, you will likely land with a definition for peace, something like this. Peace is a state of wholeness and security, embracing both the physical and the spiritual, both for the individual and for the community. Now, let's look at a few Old Testament verses here to paint the picture. In 1 Samuel uh, chapter 20, verse 7, when David's running away from King Saul, who wants to kill him, he makes a plan with the prince Jonathan to see if he needs to run away for good. So he skips a feast, makes a plan, and here's a part of the exchange between the two. It, David says, If your father misses me at all, tell him, David earnestly asked my permission to hurry to Bethlehem, his hometown, because an annual sacrifice is being made there for his whole clan. And if he says, Very well, your servant is safe. But if he loses his temper, you can be assured that he's determined to harm me. Now the word safe here, it's contrasted with the word harm. It is the word shalom, peace. This shows us that a bit that yes, shalom does have to do with the physical safety of David. And this peace has to do with the individual's physical safety. Now Deuteronomy 23 verse 6, when God is giving the people instructions of how to live as a nation that represents him to the world, he speaks to them about their relationships with surrounding nations. And he says, No Ammonite or Moabite or any of their descendants may enter the assembly of the Lord, not even in the tenth generation. For they did not meet you with bread and water on your way when they came out of Egypt, and they hired Balaam, son of Beor, from Pethor in Aram, Nariam, to pronounce a curse on you. However, the Lord your God would not listen to Balaam, but turned the curse into a blessing for you, because the Lord your God loves you. And he says, do not seek a treaty of friendship with them as long as you live. Now, a treaty of friendship. It's a treaty of shalom. It's a commitment and a promise of unbreakable peace and a wholeness of relationship between two nations. And God's telling Israel at this point to avoid that with these specific nations. And here we see peach, peace reach a community level. It's about the group of individuals as a whole, making sure that their relationships with other communities is or isn't one of peace. In Exodus 18, 7, Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they greeted, or shalomed, each other and went into the tent. This greeting was a greeting with peace, carrying peace. And shalom is described as the action that they did. So as the two meet, they say, we are meeting in peace, no conflict. And we bring blessing to each other as we talk. Now looking through the Old Testament, there's more and more and more and tons of examples of the presence of this shalom 
peace. This peace is definitely about an individual and definitely about safety. And it's definitely about relationships between nations. And it's definitely about a community. And it's definitely about serious yet safe conversations. It's really broadly understood. Now, in the New Testament, we're presented with a few more pictures of peace, especially peace that is given as a gift. Now, it's more than just a state of being or a state of wholeness, but this state of wholeness is now given to people. Now, that's a game changer. Because instead of struggling for peace, instead of striving for peace, like David was with Jonathan, the people now are just hoping to receive peace. Peace is now something that's given. It's a gift, and it changes the state and the status of the one who receives it. So Jesus says to his disciples in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. And my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And here Jesus gives and gifts peace as a gift. And his peace gift is a game changer. Because of it, Jesus says that our hearts don't need to be troubled. We don't need to be afraid. The peace gift somehow actually affects the mental state of the individuals and brings them that mental peace. Now, you can see peace, the, the word Irenae, again, impacting us in a really famous passage about peace in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Again, that peace is given from God. And even if it doesn't make sense, it's active in changing our hearts and our minds. And lastly, the special Christmas verse showing us peace in Luke chapter 2, verse 8 to 14. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their clocks at night, flocks at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel of the Lord said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. The celebration of the arrival of Jesus includes the gift of peace to the world. The anticipation, it's over. The waiting is over. Peace has arrived. So now with the information that we have and the scriptures that we see, we have more than enough to get a broader understanding of peace. Now I do think there's a trap that's set before us today. It's to misunderstand peace. So much of the idea of peace is often communicated as a confidence or an assurance. If you're like me, maybe you catch yourself saying something like, if I don't have peace about it, I don't do it. Or maybe you say, I'm waiting for peace about that. Or simply say, I just don't have peace about that. And what I'm actually communicating in those moments is I don't feel confident in that choice. Therefore, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Peace is not confidence. Peace is a gift of God of wholeness. It's completely different. From the Old Testament, we see Peace as a wholeness, sometimes physically, sometimes relationally between two people, sometimes relationally between large groups of people. And from the New Testament, we see this peace, it's a gift, it's unearned, and is given. 
This is why at Christmas we speak of the gift of Jesus. Because we recognize that Jesus was given to us. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And through that gift of Jesus, we are given peace, a wholeness, a shalom, an irenae, an experience of spiritual and eternal wholeness, knowing that through the child given to us, that Savior's peace is given. The saving story of Jesus, ushered in by this birth, is a reminder that peace is a beautiful yet fragile gift. The gift of peace was presented in the presence of a child. From there we see the child grow into the man of Jesus, willing to sacrifice himself for the joy set before him, to give the gift of peace and reconciliation between God and humanity. This Christmas we celebrate peace because peace is a gift from God. It's a gift of wholeness, a shalom relationship between us and God, given through the life, the death, the crucifixion, and the resurrection, and the ascension of Jesus Christ. So God, we thank you for the gift of Jesus and for the gift of peace found in the person of Jesus. And as we navigate this Christmas season, whether it's a joy-filled one or a sadness-filled one, I know you bring peace. Help us to see, to receive, and to share your peace today. Amen. So thanks for joining me today. Clearview Community Church is one church in multiple locations with sites in Cremor, Stainer, Collingwood, and Wasega Beach. If you'd like to join us for one of our in-person gatherings, you can get all of the information you need on our website, clearviewcommunity.church. We also have vibrant children's and youth programs. We have projects and initiatives that serve those in need within our communities and frequent opportunities for you to connect with each other. For all that information, what you need to know is found on our website as well. All you have to do is click the button that says what's happening and you'll find everything that you need to know about what is going on here at Clearview Community Church. God bless you. Thanks for joining us.